And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Well, Ali, we're here for another Fastened Like Nails, and mm-hmm. today we have one of our most special guests. Yes. Professor. I love calling you Professor. <laughs> professor Colin Smith. Yes. Yes, well, now, it's a pleasure not, to be here. Not to be confused with another Colin Smith who's on the radio. I think he's Scottish or something. I think there's several of you. There is a Scottish Midwestern Colin Smith. <laughs> but um, I came by my name for my father, who's older than him. So mm-hmm. we have firsties. <laughs> who, who, would, who would name their child Colin, though? Um, the great war hero Colin Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father met his daughter. He was a great war hero who, um, who actually prevented a Japanese assault on a, on a base and saved many lives. That's pretty cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that's better than my middle name. No, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, there's so. another Mark Camby, too, though, right? There's four of us. Like a Pentecostal <laughs> yeah, Mark Camby. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's really funny. I went to a conference to speak in Albany, and this lady came up to me, and she goes, honey, you shrunk. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's, oh, there's several of us, and we're not related and two of them don't have a very good reputation. <laughs> oh boy. We had a lady call me call us one time and she just reamed me out. She goes, "You should not be in ministry." Oh man. And I said, "Why?" She goes, "You're divorcing your wife like that." I said, "I've never I'm still married I'm still married to my first wife," I told her. <laughs> she said, "Why?" That's so I'm, I'm sure Here's a here's a little bear trip. I usually refer to my wife as my wife, not my first wife. <laughs> Even if I've been married thirty years, like, uh, I do it for fun. Yeah, sometimes uh, my first wife introduce her. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that goes over well at the parties. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so sorry. We're having a lot of fun that's in the amazing. studio today. What's yeah. that? That was. I, said, uh, I don't know. You were- <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. What you did you say? Out, no, we're not editing it. The first wife. We're keeping everything. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> we're keeping everything in. Even the O and Ums from you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is all staying in, so we're the people it. can the people can hear yes. what it's really like here in the we, studio when you're here. Yes. <laughs> except except we do have a theory going on in the office that someone's editing in more O's and Ums oh, and yeah. thoughtfulness in front of Mark. So Mark's like, um, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those of you that are listening right awkward now. Awkward silence. So I came in the studio today, and I listened to one of the recordings that we did previously, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. And I questioned who is editing this stuff, because it made me look really like like I didn't know what I was saying. So I told him to make the cuts, and then we get in the studio, and the two of them are in here, like, talking behind my back, and I just feel it. And I think, I think they're trying to undermine and get me out of here. They're, no. they're trying to take over. Never, never. We wouldn't yeah. want that. And then Molly says, I had a, a, a King Saul complex. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. Well, you guys can have it. I mean, I got enough to do. I'm da- I am oh, David man. all the way here. I'm just... <laughs> Sticking to my own here. <laughs> okay, so we have a lot of fun here, and uh, we enjoy this. But today we're going to talk about something that is part of one of our illustrated books. Yeah. It's part of the yes. new Sunday School curriculum. And those of you that are unaware, if, you've, if you have a church out there that's looking for a Sunday School curriculum that is going to be like one of the most exciting things kids have ever encountered before, we have a new Sunday School curriculum mm-hmm. almost ready to be launched, and it's... The first one is Teddy's Button, based on Teddy's Button, boy and girl that hate each other. You learn that you don't win the battle with hate, you win the battle with love. 
and your greatest enemy is yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's filled. I'll, I'll tell you more about what these, this curriculum is filled with. The next one's Giant Killer. The next one is Buried in the Snow. And then the fourth one is Sir Malcolm and the Missing Prince. Very exciting Then we're going to go to Charlie's Choice. Uh, Molly and Colin, I am so excited about this Sunday school curriculum because mm-hmm. the, the stuff that's out there today is just so stale. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to be excited. They're going to be listening to the dr- parts of the drama. They're going to be engaged in doing things. They're going to be writing letters, visiting people, mm-hmm. call, making phone calls to grandparents. They're going to be getting awards for part of their, <clears throat> you know, part of their um, activities. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, and they're going to do plays in it. You know, acting out the story of Teddy and Nancy and. And um, we're going to be launching our new Sunday, not Sunday school curriculum, our children's illustrated book, which is The Giant Killer. And we have a student who is here, the Master's Guild student, Adele. She was um, on the podcast earlier this year with her Lord of the Wing podcast. And Lord so, of the what? Lord of the Wing. Are she you saying did, that? You said Lord of the Wing, not Lord of the Ring? Yeah. <laughs> okay, explain that, Lord um, of the Wing. Yes, yeah, so this is something actually we're talking about in the next um, Proverbs uh, series with the podcast there. But this is a section in Proverbs where it was in vain the net is laid in the sight of any bird. And I'm Verse not going to get into that. There's so much in there. Yep. But she did <clears throat> a beautiful uh, biblical painting. theology painting on that. Mm. And we were blown away. And so then we ended up um, working with her in the future on this illustrated book and she is making the artwork maybe even as we speak and that'll be um, completed in May May 8th and so that has been an exciting project to work on one of my favorite things to do have been um, reading through that uh, illustrated book and like editing working with that I have so. never seen an illustrated book like this in my life yeah it's brilliant it's like I don't know like the old classics of um, Alice in Wonderland the um you're thinking um, like Snow White, Snow White, and Cinderella. Cinderella. It's yeah. the it's as far beyond as imagery. Yeah. yeah, it's it's incredible. And so it's it's about the the four giants: giant mm-hmm. of sloth, lazy sloth, selfishness, pride, and untruth. Untruth. And actually, Colin has been writing it. And so, uh, Colin, you're going to do something kind of fun today in the studio with it. You're going to actually like combine uh, the children's book and the Sunday school curriculum. Yes, yes. So um, the Sunday school curriculum we have for the Giant Killer, we just finished it. We're editing it right now Yay. as we speak. And, um, you are part of the editing really process. really exciting because um, not only do you get to <clears throat> interact with the stuff, the whole Sunday school class gets to <clears throat> fight and battle themselves, mm. the giant, cool. every week. So they get to battle sloth and laziness. They get to battle untruth. They get to battle pride, and they get to battle untruth. Uh, hate, no selfishness. Hate, 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 and hate. selfishness. Mm-hmm. Yep. So oh, every week there's a different giant, and so each class, the class's participation in the class lesson, will help them earn cards that are going to help them fight against the giant. So the giant killer Sunday school class is essentially a board game you play with your kids. Ooh, it's going to be amazing. Cool. So, as you as you equip yourself with God's word to fight laziness, you're equipping yourself in the game to fight the giant of laziness. So let's let the audience listen to what it's like mm-hmm. in this new illustrated book, and then let's go into the Bible <clears throat> and talk about the very first giant, the giant sloth. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Molly, how do you want to start this, Molly? Glenn, here we go. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yes. So today our opponent is going to be. Drum roll. Sloth. Giant, the giant of sloth. 
Oh, no. And we're going to help the good knight fighties fight the giant of sloth. So here we go. Our key verse for the day is going to be Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Mm. Okay? So now what we're, we're going to do is we're going to take the Giant Killer Illustrated book and we're going to read about the giant sloth. Nice. And I've asked Molly to do that for me. Um. So we've got... Uh, I'll start with <laughs> page 4A. That's above the earth, the morning sky turned from oh, deep blue I want to, read that to amethyst. Part. Okay, we'll have Mark do that. <laughs> okay, and then you do Awaken the Night. Perfect. Okay. Above the earth, the morning sky turned from deep blue to amethyst. A crimson band hugged the horizon. A lonesome moon hung in the sky. Aloft a mossy hill, our hero, the brave knight Fides, rested soundly on a soft tuft, exhausted from his long day's journey. Page five, Giant Sloth. Awaken, O night, awaken from your slumber. The gentle voice of conscience pulled the night from his dreams. Do not waste a moment, brave knight. Ahead lies the towers of the great giant sloth. You must strike sooner, he will be the victor over you. But I am so tired, replied Phytus. Please let me rest a little longer. Go and go at once, or you will go in vain, cried conscience. When the great clock in the giant's tower strikes six, it will be too late to withstand him. Summoning all the courage he would need for the battle, Phytes grabbed his sword and pressed onward as fast as his tired body could carry him. In front of him arose the castle of Giant Sloth. The door of the castle was wide open, as if inviting the noble knight to enter. Sir Phytus stepped forward. The large hall was littered with unfinished work. Men were peacefully sleeping on couches with their hands folded across their plump bellies. Bright, flashing amusements and half-finished games were scattered heedlessly, and neglected books were stacked tall upon each other. Tremendous drowsiness fell over the night, and a wave of tiredness washed over him. He looked for a place to rest. For just a moment, the voice of conscience rang through his ears as he pushed on through the immense hall. At the end of the hall, Phytus could see the enormous form of the giant sloth lying asleep on a feathery bed. Between Phytus and the giant lay a thick, dusty, sheer curtain of web. Sir Phytus threw his entire weight against the web, but it would not budge. His eyelids grew weary. His limbs felt weighty. The web felt as strong as iron. Behind the giant, a massive clock hung on the wall. Its hand almost touched six. The giant began to stir. Now or never, thought Sir Phytes as he resisted the heavy web. The clock began to toll. Ding, ding, ding. At that moment, his resolve was forged. He would not be a prisoner of the giant sloth. Lifting his sword, Phytus slashed a hole in the web. He bounded through the opening and surged towards the giant. With a flash of iron, the giant sloth fell dead at his feet. Just then, the giant rose from the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that didn't happen. Wow. (laughs) Okay, whoa. The Night Fides had his job cut out for him from mm-hmm. today. He was fighting the powerful giant Sloth. The giant used his magic to tempt Fides to wake up and not go to the castle. As Fides approached the palace, he saw crumbling and falling. Inside the castle, there was a great room filled with stacks of old junk and garbage. It was hard for Fides to overcome the giant's supernatural influence, which tempted him to stop for a moment and rest. Fortunately, Fides avoided becoming the giant's prisoner by mm. lifting his arm and doing the job he had to do. You know, sometimes we get caught in the web of laziness and do not do what we're supposed to do. Mm. 
Today, we're going to look at some Bible verses to arm ourselves to fight against and overcome our giant sloth. Hmm. You know, it is so easy to, you know, you get so overwhelmed with work sometimes that it's hard to take the next step forward mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. get it done. Movement mm-hmm. is so important. There's a book that I read years ago called Changes Like a Slinky, and it's about movement that some of the most successful and profitable places mm-hmm. are places of urgency. That's why they call um, small hospitals urgent care. Whenever there's a sense of urgency, then people get things done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, spudazo. Spudazo. That's the Greek word for what? With haste. Haste. Or what else? Uh, In the book of Mark, it says immediately. Uh, yeah. Oh, how'd you know that? Because that's the theme <laughs> word of the book of Mark. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, it appears over and over. Jesus did things immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, he just kept moving. Jesus was constantly moving. He rarely stayed in one place for a long time. Because well, well, the book of Mark is about Jesus being the perfect servant, and the perfect servant does what he has to do when? Mm. Immediately. Oh, that's, that's really good. good. Oh, I wish I had said that. That was really good, Colin. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, so so we're dealing with everybody, young and old, where mm-hmm. they get stuck. Yeah. And they just feel like they, they don't know what to do next, and they're just stuck. So what's the best thing to do? What's the very next best thing to do when you feel stuck and you can't get something done to do anything mm. that's good that is good or do the next thing yes yep I'm make a list and number it and it and even if the number one is the smallest little thing just do that mm. even if it's like number one stand up just do it writer's block mm-hmm. start writing write anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean even like when i've struggled with writing writer's block like praying or reading mm. Uh, sometimes doing something else that's creatively stimulating, um, maybe mm. not just trying to force something to happen with writing, but either, you know, bring it to the Lord or playing the piano or mm. drawing a doodle. <laughs> I, I had a um, room. <coughs> we're building a house right now, and and I've got all these, all this material, all these tools, and, you know, from screws to nails to mm. machinery, you name it. And it's I just you don't know where things are there so I put everything in one place mm. and I made it it was really something it was a total disaster I mean just it was a disaster uh-huh. <clears throat> you couldn't find things when you needed them so I spent all Saturday morning about three weeks ago and made it just ease everything easily accessible all the electric in one place all the plumbing in one place all of the tools in one place I got myself that round bucket that has the the tool pouch around mm-hmm. it, put all my tools in it. I'm like, wow, I feel so good about this. Then we came to do drywall, <clears throat> and they came to the room where all my stuff was. I had everything organized, but they got to do drywall in that room. And so they, before I got there, took everything out and displaced it all over the house again. <laughs> you know, And I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? So I had to spend... I could have been so overwhelmed. I'm like, forget this, you know, just mm-hmm. put it all in one spot and forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what people do. They got a junk drawer. Put, keep junk, you know, keep, yep. keep yeah. in that junk drawer. Mm-hmm. So this is what I did. I said, okay, I'm going to take the time to do this. And we started just putting everything um, away as much as possible. I don't need this. I don't get rid of it. Plus mm-hmm. throw it away or put it somewhere else where it can be used at a later time. And then I came to the last part, and there was actually a drawer that was the junk drawer. And I'm sitting there looking at this thing, and I'm going like, well, I could use this. And I I spent about 20 minutes, and I actually organized the junk drawer. Nice. And so right now, everything is there is organized, and I feel so good about it. But what it took, it took the initiative to actually, after, after a year, this place has been in disarray for a year. After a year, I finally got it organized, and now 
when people need a certain tool, I know exactly where it is and they can get it. I'm like, why didn't I do this a year ago? Mm-hmm. But so it, it just took like taking the initiative, do one thing, just do one thing. And then from there, everything seems to fall into place mm-hmm. and you just keep moving forward doing one thing. So you might be overwhelmed with a cluttered room. Do one thing. Just mm-hmm. take a couple things, put them away. And one might lead to another. Next thing you know, you might have the entire room cleaned. But mm-hmm. just start with one thing. Mm-hmm. A little child, for example, <clears throat> I used to do this with my kids. Go and clean the playroom. You know, here the, here's Jonathan, four years old. Did you? He comes out. Did you? Did you clean it? Uh huh. I go in there and nothing's clean. You know, but he put one block away because <laughs> a little four year old. And that's his perspective. You know, this this is a giant mess. So if, if, if a parent gets on their knees and walks into the room and sees it like a four-year-old would see it, they realize that maybe you wouldn't give the assignment of clean up this room. Maybe go put three blocks away, you know, and then go help him to be successful. So we help our children be successful by enabling them to be successful by coming alongside of them. That's what Jesus for, does for us. He doesn't leave mm-hmm. us nor forsake us. He's always with us, helping us put our lives back in order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate what you said, Colin, about like arming yourself with scripture too, and that ties into the next section you have too, right? Yes. So we're gonna pl- we're gonna play a game, guys. Oh. For each question you get right, you will get a card. For each question you get wrong, you will not get a card. Are you ready? Okay. I'm so our ready. Bible verse for the, today is Colossians three twenty three. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working. For the Lord, not for human masters. Mm. So question. You're supposed to work with your whole, your whole what? Heart. Okay. There you go. Mark, you get a card? Uh, there you go. I beat you, Molly. Okay. <coughs> what does it mean to work with your whole heart, though? I would say, you want to answer first? No, you're good. <laughs> I would say with all of your passions, with all of your strength, I think you're just like, you're, for, for me, like today I was, I had to clean something up today. And I thought, I'm going to sing while I'm doing this. <laughs> and uh, there was the drywall finisher was there. And right now the house with nothing in it, it's, it's got an echo to it. Mm-hmm. I was kind of testing out my voice. <laughs> and, you know, I was cleaning up and I was, you know, they who trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion. You know, and I was like really letting it go. And you should have seen him smiling. He's going like, <laughs> he goes, so I wish I could sing like that. And I don't really have a great voice, but it's like, I had my whole heart into it, right? Mm. And I was enjoying myself. I think having your whole heart, joy comes along with it. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yes. Well, you get another card mark. Yay. Correct answer. Yay. Yay. Doing so well today. <laughs> okay. So question. Who are we supposed to work for? God. Our master. Okay. There you go. I, I'm so competitive. The Lord. Yes. All right. Now, who is the Lord? Yahweh. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I said this uh, last again, time. Can I have a card, please? There's your there card. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Stop looking at me It says, whatever your hand finds to do, you're supposed to do with all your what? Might. There we go. There is a card for Mark. Do I get it too? You do get a card. I beat it? Yes. That yes. Pretty, I thought it was a tie. In in 1 Timothy 5.8, it says, anyone who does not provide for who for has denied the faith. For his family. Yes, that is correct. Um, <laughs> here's zero. another card for Mark. This is so cool. I love this <laughs> game. Okay. Genesis 2.5. The Lord took man and he put him where in the garden in the garden of eden okay and when the lord took man he put him in the garden of eden to do what take care of the animals and have subdue dominion and have dominion earth. over the earth no 
To till the land. Work. Yes, yeah. to work. Yes. So man was created to work. I have nothing. Okay, okay. Now, according to Luke 16, 10, what uh-huh. Jesus says, if someone can be trusted with very little, then they can be trusted with, with much. much. There we go. You okay, got it. Proverbs 10, 15. Um, someone who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is dis- a disgraceful son. Mm-hmm. Why are, are you a disgraceful son if you sleep during harvest? Because you're being lazy and that's a sin. Why is that disgraceful? Because you have nothing to provide for your family. Yeah, you have no food. Mm. There's food out there to be had. You know, there's a verse in Proverbs, I think it's 24. I, I might be wrong of where it is, but it says this. It says, you know, first till your fields and then build your house. Because mm. if you don't till your fields first, you have nothing to eat while you're building your house. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, amen. Pro- Proverbs ten fourteen. Okay. Lazy hands make for what? Light work. <laughs> I, I wanted to say light work, too. <laughs> no, incorrect. Molly, it goes to you. Lazy, lazy hands make for? Um, lazy hands make for... I don't know. Poverty. Oh, oh. They make for poverty. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> I get subtracted. Do I subtract one? No, I Diligent hands two. make for what? Light work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so if you said poverty, then success? Wealth, yeah, success, yes. Okay. There you go. Um, You're catching up. What does it mean to be <laughs> diligent? I mean, what does it mean to be diligent? Self-explanatory. That's a question. What does it mean to be diligent? To Describe be, diligence. Um, like in to a person. work at something regardless of how you feel, to do mm. what is right, to be thorough. <clears throat> yeah, to be a hard heart. worker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Unfair question. Proverbs twelve eleven says, "Those who will who work the land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have no sense." Mm-hmm. So when it says those who chase fantasy, they have no sense. What do they mean? No sense. They're foolish. And which means, They're what will they not have? What sense? Lack wisdom. Wisdom. Mm. They'll be they'll be fools. So those who chase <coughs> fantasies rather than work with the land, and we've all known dreamers, people mm. who never do mm-hmm. anything. They mm-hmm. just have all these ideas, and they are, they're all get-rich-quick schemes. We mm-hmm. run across people like that a lot, all the time, don't we? But they never go anywhere. In the church especially. Yes. I think we all and have the co- propensity <clears throat> to be that way ourselves, oh, too. You think so? Mm-hmm. Hmm. How many times have we had a great idea or um, had a, a good intention to do something and not followed through on it? Not very much. I mean, mm-hmm. let's let's do this sometime and then just slips your radar and forgot to do that thing. Everyone you know, does that. One of the crazy things wait, about wait, life wait. is oftentimes a lot of people have the same idea. Mm-hmm. It's just the person who's, who's diligent enough to see it through who gets credit for the idea mm-hmm. and profits off of it. Interesting. Yeah. I want to challenge Molly right now. All right, go right <laughs> ahead. Are there many things that we have thought about that we haven't done? I think so. I'm going to get up early tomorrow. Snooze's alarm. That's not dreaming. I mean, you might be in bed because you're dreaming, but that's not a dream that you want to fulfill. I guess to an extreme sense, maybe. So, okay, here's what here's the reason I'm bringing it mm-hmm. up. Um, I when I was sort of say, you know, you have the dream. I want to start up camp of some kind i want to have horses and all those things right and from but then then i learned that joseph was a dreamer and it was actually your bible teaching many years ago 10 12 years ago 
where you talked about Joseph as a dreamer kept getting in trouble with his brothers. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. He lacked sense. Yeah. Yes, he lacked sense. Wisdom. And he lacked vision. Mm-hmm. He, he, he could dream, but he did not have vision. Mm. You see, the difference between dreamers and visionaries is that dreamers can only see the future based on their imagination, mm-hmm. their present reality, which isn't much because they lack something significant. And what they lack is true knowledge. Knowledge is what moves dreamers into visionaries. And so if a, if a person has a dream and God's given them this idea of doing something, from there, now they've got to work toward making that dream become a reality mm-hmm. so their vision mm. can actually be sustainable financially, um, you know, technicians and managers and, and visionaries. So what, what you need is that when you have this idea and you want to make it happen, now you got to go and study. Mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to talk to people. You inquire. You research. I mean, you don't stop gaining the knowledge that's necessary so that when the time comes to, for, for you to really put this into motion and to practice, you have some basis from which you can make decision, rational decisions based on a certain amount of risk. Mm-hmm. You say like, okay, so based on all my research, 80%, this should work. And and twenty percent is faith. You know, God, I, I I don't know if I can make this work. But you you take a step in faith. You've done the work, and now you're you're no longer a dreamer. Mm-hmm. Now you're a visionary with some knowledgeable substance behind you. And I think that's what's needed today. And mm-hmm. that's why a lot of lazy people stay in this condition of, you know, of of just being dreamers. Yeah. And they're on their mm-hmm. the Bible. You know, talks about they they stay in their bed and yeah. they they turn from cover to cover. They can't really do anything. Absolutely. Um, so the next question I think Mark is going to love. This this question Mark will love. Okay, hold on. It's five to five. We're tied. Okay. Oh, I caught up? Well, I had to go. It's four to four. I I, I got. I had to give one chip oh, back. Because, I think I was at three. You're at three? So, oh, it's four to three then. Proverbs twelve twenty four says, diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in what? Dum, dum. <laughs> I told Molly the answer, but she doesn't want to try because she thinks I'm setting her up. Yeah. Diligent hands will rule. Will rule. But laziness will end in? Failure. Poverty? Forced labor. Ooh, oh, wow. Slavery. That's interesting. Yes. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I knew Mark would. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you insinuating all that those I... Lazy pe- all those lazy people get made to work. <laughs> wait, wait, time out, time out. I would not ever want to hire a lazy person. Unless you wanted to make the job easier. No. Because a lazy person will find out how to make a hard job easy. They just won't do it the right way. <laughs> I think this is a, actually in reference to back then, they would be in forced labor. They probably wouldn't be getting paid a whole lot. No, 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 no. It would yeah. end up in the poor camp, kind of like yeah. uh, the work camps. Yeah. Yeah. So it would end up in poverty. Uh, today we call it jail, making license plates. Um, so um, the idea here is that hard work pays off and laziness does not. Mm. So this ends. This brings an end to our question time. So now you guys have gathered cards mm-hmm. that you're going to use to fight the giant sloth. Okay, so we're going to play the game now. We'll come back in a second. Okay, I- okay hold on. Before we go to the game, i got to tell you of this experience in Portland, Oregon. I'm down there speaking at the convention center, and early morning, 6 a.m., 
I'm getting on the train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I'm getting on the train, I see this kid around 24, 25 years old, and he's going around into the cigarette ashtrays, those big, tall ashtrays, and he's looking for portions of a cigarette that was butted out, all, not all the way down to the to the filter oh so that he could smoke some of them, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm watching him do this because I'm standing there waiting for the train. And then I'm watching him look behind the different garbage cans for for food. Hmm. And then from there, he went around, and now he's looking for coins near the tracks that people might have dropped. And then he's going to people asking them for money. Mm. And um, it was amazing because at... Six o'clock that night, 12 hours later, he was still there. Mm. And he's mm. doing exactly the same thing. And I went over to him and I said, hey, I said, I, I've got to say something to you. I said, this is pretty amazing. I said, you, have you been doing this since this morning? He goes, yeah. He goes, I haven't stopped. I said, you've been working for 12 hours. I said, how much money did you make? He goes, I, I made close to $30. And I'm thinking like, okay, so you work 12 hours. If you were making $20 an hour, you know, you should have already made $360, but you made 30. Mm-hmm. You know, and he goes, hmm, that's interesting. I said, you've been working for 12 hours for just $30. I said, can you imagine if you got a real job? He goes, no. He goes, what you just said to me was amazing. He goes, you observed me working for 12 hours. He goes, you appreciated my craft. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, no, you're not. You're, you misunderstood what I said. What? He really thought I was appreciating no his hard work for thirty dollars. Whoa, it was amazing. And I thought, wow, if people only really only understood that if they would just put their, you know, hand to the plow, yeah, and work hard, God will always reward them. Yes, mm-hmm. always. You know, whatever the hand finds to do, do it with all thy might. Why? Mm. God will reward you. God rewards hard work. Always does. Yes, he does. And that's our lesson today. So, okay. Going to the game. We're going to do the game. A little bit of music here, a little bit of time. Ding, 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 ding. Here's the music. Okay, so we're back. All right, good game, guys. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Molly, great job. Thank you. We we killed Sloth. Annihilated him. Yep, yep. good job, guys. Yeah, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Kids are going to love this. I know, yeah. Great job with the cards, too. I liked all the moves. Wait, wait, think about this. This is so this is so ingenious because now kids are going to go home and uh-huh. they're going to be thinking like I got to fight this giant uh-huh. you know and actually they can get their siblings involved and like hey let's fight the giant sloth you be giant sloth mm-hmm. this could t- be tur- <laughs> this could turn into something revolutionary for families uh-huh. families moms and dads you know dad can wake up on Saturday morning and play play giant sloth you know like kids are like we're gonna destroy giant sloth today dad can go there and mess up a room or something like no don't do that we just clean the room you know it could be so fun in a family setting amen yeah it's and so the lesson today was it's not good to be lazy um Mm -hmm. laziness hurts you but it also hurts your family Mm -hmm. and it hurts your community Mm -hmm. Uh, it takes a lot of work to an effort to fight laziness just like fridays did okay time out good example Debbie and I were in Frankfurt, Germany, and as we're driving down this, not back road, but a suburban road, I kept, this was early morning, like 7 a.m., every house, every single house, someone was outside their house by the road. They had a broom Mm -hmm. or a shovel. Mm -hmm. Their taxes are very low there. Guess what? Guess what they do? 
each house owner is responsible for that part of the roadway. Oh wow! Mm. They keep it clean themselves. Mm. They don't have the they don't have the county coming in and cleaning the roads. Each person takes responsibility for their section of the road and the sidewalk. That's amazing. To keep it clean. It was absolutely beautiful there. And the people that were outside were taking pride in their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. That's cool. Uh, so in the Bible, God calls us to be hardworking and resist the temptation we have to be lazy. Um, are there? And so I'm just going to challenge you guys. This is the part where the lesson gets pretty real. Are there mm-hmm. any areas in your life right now that you can think about where you're struggling with laziness? Yes. No. I'm not thinking about it right now. <laughs> he asked me this question yesterday. So, oh, he did. Oh, yes, me. yes. So we need oh, to work yeah. to I over- mean, wait, wait, time out. Yeah, the answer is yes. I can, we're going to confess right now? Let's confess. Okay. You first. Okay. Uh, I've been snoozing my alarm in the morning. <laughs> mm. It's not funny. I, yeah. I mean. I could go to bed early. I should go to bed earlier so I can get up earlier. And mm. I tend to go to bed late, you know, because I, I I don't know what it is. I always want to just squeeze a little oh, bit more totally. out of the day. Yeah, it's so much easier to stay up late, but I always feel better, more refreshed and awake in the morning. It's just mm. so hard to get out of bed. You mm. know what else I've been doing that's not good? I notice that I'm praying in a hurry mm. and not taking the time to just spend time with God rather mm-hmm. than praying in the car, praying, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm washing up in the morning and just taking the time to really devote to the Lord. So just mm. the, the two of us, you know, yeah. where it's personal rather than always on the run. Yep. How about the, like the praying before going to bed and then like falling asleep? <laughs> yeah, like, I can fall asleep in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been sick lately, so it's been hard to tell what's laziness and fatigue from being uh-huh. sick. But I got to tell you, it bothers me when you're sick and all you do is sit around and mm-hmm. nothing. It's tough. It's a tough time to be sick when you're like, I should be doing something, but you're like coughing and hacking. Okay, so I'm the opposite. I get sick and I can't sit around. I'm always doing something and I don't get better. Well, that's what I mean. I, well, <laughs> I don't move. I, I want to move, but I withhold myself from moving. Yeah, uh, you got more self-discipline than I uh, do. Or I'm forced laziness. I, I don't know. <laughs> but... This is where we end the class by everyone praying together for each other that mm-hmm. the Lord would help us this week to overcome these challenges. Wow. This is great. This That's is awesome. This is life changing. And hopefully, when you're doing this Sunday school curriculum, you won't have students like Mark and myself. Hmm. I <laughs> wish oh. you did. No, they're going to have <laughs> students wonderful. like us for sure. <laughs> We've said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the Giant Killer Sunday School class. It Yay. includes a letter that we're going to send home to each parent, mm-hmm. letting them know what we talked about, how they can. In- have fun with the kids. We have activity books. Does it come with the board game? It comes with the board game. Uh, but just a little cheat code, the board game can be played with a chess board. Oh, cool. In two cool. quarters. Cool. And then also the Sunday School curriculum uh, ha- uses the Giant Killer Children's Illustrated book, and that's coming out in May. So we're really mm. excited. Oh, and that's oh, going to yeah. be phenomenal. Moms oh, yeah. and dads, if you love illustrated books for children, this is going to be like mm-hmm. for I'm going to say 6 to mm-hmm. 12. I'd say a little younger, too, like four, 5, five yeah. or 4 to, yeah. Okay. And my, my recommendation for teachers uh, that are teaching this course is to buy the illustrated book, mm-hmm. buy the original book, and buy the audio drama. So We're good. going to put them all together into mm-hmm. a package. And, and that way, you can play the audio drama for the kids, and it will <clears throat> blow them away. Mm-hmm. It is one of our best audio dramas. Okay, as we close today, this Fasten Like Nails broadcast, I would like to hear what you consider or what you envision 
what you hear in your mind, what sloth sounds like. Okay. Oh, so, <clears throat> okay, you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, Molly, you want to try it first? Oh, I don't even know. I heard the giant killer drama, so I'm hearing like Rich Swingle's auto-tune voice like, I'm giant sloth. Ooh, something. that's a good one. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, something. Colin? I picture a big, fat, lazy person. <laughs> okay, but let's, I want to hear what he sounds like. I'm giant sloth. That's, that's a good one, that's too. Cool. Oh, now I got it. I'm very competitive, so I'm going to try to beat okay, two okay. of you. <clears throat> okay. Let's do that another. No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you look like <laughs> the movements you were doing was like Moses. <laughs> I just I still didn't see the hand of God or something. Oh, that was fun. I don't, mm, I don't have a lazy voice. We can give you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, your your voice did not sound lazy. <laughs> Oh, Colin and I do our lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have that. <laughs> okay, moms and dads and all our listeners, thanks for tuning in to another Fasten Like Nails, and uh, we'll do this again. Let's yeah. uh, let's do the next next one. Would be the giant selfishness, what? selfishness, giant selfishness. Dun, dun, dun. Who lures Fridays into a pit with a fairy called pleasure? Yes. Cool. Can you think of a Bible verse to close this broadcast with? What broad? What what truth would you use to speak into the lives of children and adults that would really help them to overcome laziness? I would say whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Hmm. And I would, I would add Second Chronicles 16.9, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking those whose hearts are completely his mm. so that he might bless them. That's beautiful. That's what God's looking for. Mm-hmm. He's looking. He's seeking. And and lastly, the work ethic of the Ezra and Nehemiah, mm-hmm. they built the entire wall in 52 days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing impossible with God. If we're willing to put our hands to the plow and not look back, mm-hmm. God will take it the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. bless. You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, Visit FastenedLikeNails.net and fill out the form. That's FastenedLikeNails.net.